here I am, Laura Branning, and I have my special guest today, Justin McLaughlin. Thank you for pronouncing it. Yeah. Correctly. Said it correctly. I appreciate that. We agreed it's not uh, any, Sarah's not a relative. No, not, not related. Everybody likes to ask me if there's relatives of mine in town and I don't have any. Oh, that's great. Yeah. My ex-wife. So that's pretty good for this. It's different kind of relations. It is. Former relations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by, and we say Sarah, I feel like we need to explain the joke a little bit. McLaughlin. Was, yeah. Sarah McLaughlin with the ASPCA. That no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are in your life, you're just going to stop and kind of cry a little bit. Yeah. You don't want to see the sad puppies. No, sad puppies are not. That's not how anything should ever be. But, you know, that's why she did it. Right. Just guilt and shame in your way into getting whatever you want, right? That's what I do. Yeah. (laughs) It's the foundation of a wonderful relationship. Yeah. That's how I negotiate real estate. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there we are. So we had been talking earlier about some different things we should cover here. You know, like what makes an ex? Yeah. So we never did uh, really even breach that. No, I know. That's why I was pausing it so we could talk here. Hmm. So an ex, in my definition, Mm -hmm. is somebody that you have dated. It has been stated that you were exclusive at some point, some way, same of form, not going steady. (laughs) Because that's always hilarious. And as an adult, wear a jacket. Yeah, exactly. You know, just ask her to the Sadie Hawkins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, other way around. I she can't asked, remember. She asked. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I never went to dances. Um, that's obvious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, you've you've stated that you are um, exclusive. And it's a verbal contract. Somewhat of a verbal contract. I think it is. Yeah, and so it, that can still be in a relatively short period of time, but it doesn't. I don't think there's a time limit, but you know. <laughs> longer than a month or two if it's if that's happened that quickly which is far too quick to be honest it is and but I've people had do that, that conversation mm-hmm. like a week in yeah so have Will i you be my girlfriend and as an adult so I've, i notice a lot of people like to say exclusive now they don't like to say boyfriend or girlfriend exclusive I've, it feels awkward no matter how you say it just it. feels like it's from like hard copy or <laughs> entertainment tonight the exclusive yeah 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 totally and there's an entertainment tonight action going on or any night. Well, should be. Should be every night. <laughs> I was making myself laugh too much. Right Good. There. I like too you. Much. Laughing at your own jokes. Yep, that's fine. That's okay. So it's a verbal contract. Like you've you've entered into exclusivity. Yeah. And then it dissolves. Hence an X. Right. But it cannot be defined as an X until you've hit a stride of exclusivity that has been agreed upon some right. way. So what do you call someone that you Went out with a couple times, saw once, whatever. A friend. We dated. I don't Dated. Friends. Well, yeah, we dated. I would say we dated. That that person I wanted, you know, say two dates and, a, and an overnight. <laughs> two dates and an overnight. Yeah, let's a say that. A weekend or whatever. Exactly. That's that's not an ex. That's not an ex. No. You can't. That, that doesn't get the notch on the uh, uh, bed post. Bed post. Thank you. I was a nightstand. That's the wrong euphemism. I mean, you can. It's. <laughs> I think Whatever you want the, to do. That's it's a piece a of wood, right? Is. No. Oh, you just, this, there's one of them. One nightstand has a notch on it. I'm sad that I might have made the worst joke ever. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You kind That's of stumbled okay. into that one. I had to. It was like the walk of shame into the nightstand. It's like the beach ball of jokes that comes into the air and you take a swing and you hit it really hard, but it's not that satisfying because it was too easy. I don't think you appreciated my joke enough right there. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was just 
still working through my shame. Yeah, it's fine. So I just verbalize that. Mm-hmm. I think that the uh, the main question that I have at this point is what brings up the question, what constitutes an ex? Well, I feel like you're judging me. I am a little bit. <laughs> Pre, pre-judging. Yeah, I'm trying to bring that. Well, I just think it's curious. I'm curious about that. You know, if you run into people now that COVID's lifting a little, though it sounds like it's going back. It's yeah, in and out. So I think with seeing more people out in public or whatever, I've, I've always been kind of curious at that, though, because I don't have very many exes. Oh, see, I don't have that problem. Or I do have that problem. That you have that many exes? Yeah, it's frequent to run into them. No, I run into people that I've maybe dated. Yeah, see, I, I like to serial date and like maybe longer. What do you mean by serial well, like, date? Because this had, can be a whole point now, of contention. It could be. But now it was serial dating. There, now there's the the two uh, hangouts and a, and a sleepover. That's still dating. <laughs> An overnight, if you will. Slumber. I thought you slumber. Slumber party, yes. So that's French. Um, yeah. You can have that and that's still somebody you just dated. Okay. You know, if you go beyond that, you know, that's serial dating in terms of like you went on multiple dates with one girl and then you dated them for like two months. I have a lot that? of exes. But that's one person. Every two months for a long time. Every two months for a long time. See, and I do think that makes a distinction. That doesn't mean like you're going out on the hang two hangouts and a sleepover. <laughs> and that's not an ex. No, but so now... <laughs> I, I, I need to clarify. I did not do this every two months. Right. No, I'm not saying you are. But I think, you know, you can rack up the numbers pretty fast that way. And there are people mm-hmm. who do that. Which kind of numbers? Well, like how many X's they have. That's how many X's they have. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because if you are just dating someone and maybe you're just meeting them. Because mm-hmm. someone you just meet isn't an ex by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, that's, that's, that's like meeting somebody for a business meeting. And they're, that they're as much as your partner's nothing. That's, yeah, it's yeah, an no. introduction. That's it. Yeah, that's an inter- it's an interview. Yeah, I mean, so that's literally just the tips. An ex is someone you have been for- verbally contracted into an agreement with. Yes, and someone you've dated, you just haven't. You haven't gotten there. Yeah, I mean, there might have been a different like kind of contract, but it was uh, more skin to skin. Well, th- but that's not. But that, that, but that will met. create the an illusion for some. Right. And I think women see it differently, even though they understand you're not a girlfriend until you actually have this conversation. I think that we need to not generalize so much about what women say and women think. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic idea. Wow. That I'm you, still you, saying, you missed my segue. What's your segue? And to people who overgeneralize about uh, <laughs> what all women do or don't want or you know, what all men do or about. don't want. I feel like you're generalizing me. I am a little bit, but I was, I was generalizing us, really, because yeah. this is more typical of how <laughs> this goes, because we can magically say the same thing and still disagree. I'm fine with that. I don't like it. See? Clearly. Yeah. That's funny. That was quick. Well, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's where those that's where the tips are. The yeah. tips are involved in this All sometimes. Well, sometimes they're not. Like in my instance, like I, I was, <laughs> I had a relationship that unbeknownst to me took over th- a course of three days um, by a woman who had just been kicked out of a nunnery uh, six months prior. Kicked out. Asked to leave firmly. I don't know if you can call it kicked out, I suppose. There what did can I do you know what she did I'm at a, I'm at a well, loss for words I know me too that. I don't I, I, I that was my first question 
I'm usually a little a little bit more uh, tactful, but I mean, it's like somebody gets kicked out of a nunnery, you want to know why? Yeah. And so I asked, and she said they told her that that life was not for her. Oh. And that was all they said. And so I mean, that's well, that's pretty firm. But they know uh, more. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah. So it really made it, I should have questioned a little, her a little bit more at that point. Well, if personally. I walked up, they would maybe say, <clears throat> "Hey, Laura." think this is for you sweet pea but i think fair enough that you wouldn't have would not have spent three months there before that happened i think they would have seen you coming at the gate oh well, this is not for you seen me coming yes. at the gate for yes. sure and like just hey you can come in for a visit you want to get some of the, the fabulous uh, cheese that we make here no, they'd be great, like, but... i'm not sure you should walk yeah. through the door no yeah that's, pr- that's kind of it yeah <laughs> i'm kidding hallow grounds hallow grounds but yeah i'm not welcome don't worry about it yeah i couldn't get to the parking lot no <laughs> i'm not judging no oh wait so yeah, three days. She, uh, we held hands. Yes, I thought she was cute. We were both INTJs, by the way, for Myers Briggs people, and that's a really weird combination. Two robots. That's not good. No, I'm a, I'm an ENTJ. No, ENFJ. Okay, I was hoping you were going to say ENFP. ENFP. I dated like four ENFPs in a row. Well, I was like, apparently I have a type, and they didn't work four times. See, and I think some people <laughs> don't understand that they actually have a type. Yes, because your type is not always aesthetic. Right. This is true. Mm-hmm. You have preferences, mm-hmm. but, but but four failures. That's uh, that's O for four. So is that your one of your initial qualifiers when you meet somebody? I absolutely have asked a lot of people their their um, Myers Briggs early on. Yeah, and it's like as it's kind of sort of almost like a qualifier. It that's actually exactly what that is. Yeah, but that's usually for a job. Like right. I don't know that it's one of my very best friends is an ENFJ and we have so much fun with each other but two ENFJs yeah so that could be a fine combination we're fantastic but we are also very much givers and we love all of our friends warts and all and so she'll know that was we had this conversation okay. just recently so I want to have a friend that I know you know I like the dark and twisty yeah because I think that makes somebody more real for sure. And you're bonded more even. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I always think that's funny, though, because it's, yep, warts and all. Yeah. I know that's a great term. I like I like the warts and all version because it's, it's like. visual. It is. But it's like, it's cartoony visual for me. It is cartoony visual. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You see like the, the cartoony like lady with the warts on her nose and. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the witch looking thing. But you're like, ah, she's a, she's a friendly witch. I don't know. You know, what, why do they have warts? It's because they kissed a frog and they didn't find their prince. My fairytale lore is not great. I, I didn't. I missed that. Oh, so we're, that's probably not a good. I missed that rabbit that class. hole to go down. Yeah, I don't know it. Sorry, that's a dead end. No, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, God, my back hurts from carrying this conversation. Well, you know, being an INTJ, you know, <laughs> this that's so funny. I have some. I know because I have some issues. You know, comparing. You know, like I, I, INTJs are not the most friendly at times. I've experienced that <laughs> from um, any INTJs specifically. Yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> didn't ask a question didn't know the answer to mm-hmm. yeah sorry about that um yeah just friends so that's we are. fine it somehow worked out <laughs> because time. i'm very forgiving yeah which is beneficial for someone like me it is so yeah <laughs> now you're welcome <laughs> uh now that we've gone down this rabbit hole of i have uh um the myers-briggs yep types uh intjs or some of the you know, any of the i and j combination uh, we can we can be a little sharp, um, and huh. we can be a little um, abrasive in our approach. And this is brand new information um, we to can me. also think that it is all perfectly reasonable, and it is not. What is perfectly reasonable? Our behavior towards mm-hmm. others. Yeah, 
I don't speak for all of us, but I don't know I that's my did. experience. Yeah. I did. But, you know, they know. I just think everybody's great. See, that's so foreign to me. I'm very aware. <laughs> I don't hate everyone. No. I just, I just don't want to deal with them. Oh, I didn't say I want to deal with them. Did you remember my definition of kindness? Or it wasn't a definition. It was an explanation. I was probably aloof about it. Very aloof. Oh, by the way, your your so your relationship with the nun. Yes. Did we finish that? No. Three uh, three days over the course of those three days. Um, there was. Did a, you see her every day? Well, yes, because we had gone over to Seattle together. It was like we didn't know each other. It was me and um, business partner, and she was the our ride to go over there to meet with King County Democrats. Like she was. She was, she was the driver. Well, kind of, but she was there to go with us. She was friends with my business partner. Okay. So so not completely foreign to the situation. To me. I was very confused about the whole thing. I just was along for the ride. I ended up That's the day I ended up in the Seattle Pride Parade. Okay. Yeah. And with edibles in my system that I forgot about from five hours prior. Right. Middle of the parade. All right. We'll get back to this nun story. But the nun was there. She walked the parade route with me. Okay. And then so that was a bonding moment for two INTJs who were freaking out in the middle of this very busy parade because we are not the kind of people who want to be in a parade. Oh, I would be in a parade. I would be You would be, you know, elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist all day long, happy as could be, smile, beaming, and just that'd be fine. I want to crawl into a rock. That's not my place. That's not my happy place. <laughs> and so two of us doing this at the same time is a bonding moment, right? So there was that. I will give it that. Okay. Then there was some hand-holding after I was found out that I was very high in the middle of the um, pride parade from this edible that I had forgotten I had eaten. Right. So bonding moment again. And then the next day we came back. And then the day after that we went to go watch the Women's World Cup final. But she had given me the good guy speech in, in between there. So I had to very awkwardly sit next to her in Let's a bar. Let's talk about the good guy speech too. Maybe we wrap this up and then you say that. I think the good guy speech mm-hmm. is... Uh, is something that if, if if you've had it, if you heard it, you know it. You know you're a really good guy. I'm sure you're gonna find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I was concerned about that. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I I was really unaware that that was a big problem for me in my life. That <laughs> I needed your help and your reassurance that I will find somebody someday. After three days of hanging out. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean I, that's. That's a tiny relationship in a vacuum, though. And that's not a, that's not an ex. No, that's not an ex. No. And what kind of a relationship did you have? None. <laughs> I, know, I can't help it. Oh, I was waiting for that. I'm so punny glad joke. you. I'm so glad you did it. Penny, penny, penny. That's yeah. You brought it. And I've given that, and I wouldn't say speech, but there's somehow you have to turn that relationship that interaction are you trying to just let them down easy yeah why i don't know and it's, it's unnecessary it's so super necessary people get very worked up about delivery methods of bad news yeah bad news is bad news period no matter how it gets to you no matter what is said the contents of which are usually less important than people think right. and they're doing more damage by putting so much more emphasis on it by talking over and over about how great you are and when that that letdown is no longer easy now you've thought about you've caused doubt in their mind that uh i didn't know i was deficient right you know and that's something that can really mess with somebody yeah and i think too 
I think it's better to say something, but to be short and sweet about it mm-hmm. than even ghosting. Ghosting is awful. Yeah. It and even awful. even if I've seen somebody once and I say I'm going to go out again mm-hmm. and then, you know, I get home, I'm like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. The, 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 really... the honest mistake of thinking that it was going to go maybe to a second time, maybe. And then you had to reflect on it and you said, decided no, no go. Yeah. Like that's innocent, but you still owe them a little explanation. Yeah. Just a little something. And, and I'm fine with a text. Yeah. Oh, I think a text it's, is it's absolutely perfectly warranted. reasonable and fine. Yep. You don't. They don't owe them a phone call. You don't know them anything else. No, you don't even need to see them again. No, nope. because that could be Mm-mm. end up like the length of time of a second date, and that's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. So for energy for both and time, and yeah. we're not spring chickens. No, I got a lot more gray hair than I used to that, every day. That's how it works. It's weird. It's progressive. I'm used. I, Silver fox. I'm going for it. <laughs> it's aiming real hard. I got a great topic for that too. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. What is it? Did oh, you, you really want it? me to get into it? I, you're running the show, so I just... Am I? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> um, so when you're when you're 38 years old, you have a good amount of gray hair, but it's salt and pepper, still mostly dark on top. Okay. Um, a sleeve of tattoos, quite a few tattoos in general, and a beard. Are we talking about you or me? Me. Not... Yeah, thank God. <laughs> you're prettier. Still. The, the, nobody... I should have seen maybe more of this coming, but the, what... what you're attracting when you're a single male is a lot of early 20s with daddy issues okay tread lightly men please because it is never going to end well under any circumstances so trade tread lightly that's that's my advice of the day right Mm -hmm. and this always makes me crack up because i think and i can be completely wrong Mm -hmm. but i do think there's this thought of this maybe 40s something guy late 30s early 40s that thinks it doesn't happen to women like they should just oh. be dating oh no that's that but they I, i'm be not going older to older men i'm not going to be that person whatsoever i have seen it work both ways and it, it's it's glorious both directions it's usually pretty hilarious right but i think something too like they think that that same paradigm fits mm. for the younger female okay so like that me being 41 would just date someone 10, 12 years older than Same me. or older. Right. Not like not younger. Right. Heaven mm. forbid, not younger. I've actually, you know, it's funny about that. You mentioned that. I've, I had a woman, two women that were, um, say, probably like 42, 44, respectively. You know, not that, I, I'm 38. I don't consider that to be that much older than me. Personally, I don't. Um, and they were like, are you sure? I'm six years older than you. And I had to reassure them. I'm like, this is fine. I like you. There's there's no problem here. And they were they were so conditioned to society telling them that, that, that older women are not to be with younger men that they were like really concerned about that I was just gonna be like screw this and I well, was I like no it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't be men, there <laughs> you know that's what I say it's like, I'm not gonna hang out with you if I don't like you right I think there's a threshold for men like they have no problem dating somebody older really men but I think yeah but I think the problem is that the men who are serious about an actual relationship uh, they are not serious about it Right. They're not serious about it until they get to like 35, 36, realizing that an older woman, maybe, okay, it's it's probably 33. I'm going to say field research. I think that uh, (laughs) there's no, no, uh, no particular trail on that evidence. Um, uh, No, I think that it's really very much not a stereotype. I think that there's a lot of men who really pursue younger women only so they can really avoid a lot of personal emotion mm-hmm. uh, because you can't really get as emotionally invested with somebody 20 years younger than yourself. 
Right. And if and and you can, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure that it's possible. Um, it's just a lot less likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a lot of men, you know, so there's that there. And then you have I don't think there's a lot of men that say they would they pursue older. But I don't think they're really I, I don't think it's really cut and dry is that, you know, men are just totally OK with it. No, I, I agree with you that it's not cut yeah. and dry. But I think with when you do go out into the wild and you try everything. Well, because you think that <laughs> you've you just know. not figured it out before, so we might as well just try whatever. Sure. And variety. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> variety is a spice of life. Yeah, sometimes. Hmm. And <laughs> like all these different things are like pinging in my head. Oh, yeah. So I know when I was in the wild like that. I mean, I'm in the wild now. I'm single. Yeah, I was going to say, not, there's no was here. No, I am. There's, I am the wild. Ooh. No, I am. That's not. a bold statement. That is a very bold You don't statement. want to be that statement. Mm-mm. No. But when I was the wild, <laughs> okay. I think there was a point that I was. It's a lot of burden to carry. Yeah, it was. It was, you know, it, with great power comes great responsibility. So, I mean, it didn't necessarily occur to me what I was necessarily looking for, but I definitely dated younger. Yeah, and I think that's um, probably reasonable because it's easier to not care quite as much. There's um, validation. The validation. Because they weren't that it. much younger, so everybody just settled down. It's Twenty years. I mean, come on. Whatever. Yeah. You, you, twenty-one runs. That was your. That was your jam, right? <laughs> Stop it. Just go hit the Bromuda Triangle and just look for the twenty-one the runs. Bromuda Triangle. No, I don't. I know it wasn't like that. But I mean, it's, but I mean, but how young? How much younger do you think was saying a younger man? Is that five or ten years? Uh, like five. Five. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah, five six years. So for me, it. when I got into my thirties, that five years is no longer a thing. It's 10 years is the difference. Right. Because as you know, time as time slows and speeds up simultaneously somehow, as, as life does. Well, and female libidos too. And female libidos older are better. Not everybody knows themselves, but generally speaking, they are better. Not everybody knows themselves anyway. Correct. But they know their body and what they like sexually at a certain age a little bit more than they did at other ages. At, well, they have time for that's experience in and of itself. And that's it's not even just so much experience as much as it is just at the the the, the chutzpah. To say, I don't want that. I want this. The maturing. Uh, yeah, chutzpah. Having that confidence mm-hmm. in the bedroom is something that happens with maturity, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hopefully happens with men, too. I think that might be a crapshoot. I don't have a lot of experience with men in the bedroom, so um, <laughs> I can't really speak to it. Good to know. I know. I like to say, I like to leave it open-ended like that. I talked about the pride parade. By the way, I am straight. Yeah, just, you know, not that it makes much oh, okay. of a difference, yeah. but I've, I've really... their notes can write that down. I know, but I really did open up that, that door a couple times there within 10 minutes, so just... That's fine. I never corrected anybody. At least it was it a closet. It was a very tiny closet. Signified not much of anything for me. Okay. Because I didn't know what it was. Okay. Was that was that time? That was one experimental time. That's That's what that is. I'm not judging. I don't know what that is either. So yeah, it um, is a very interesting dynamic. So the silver fox creates an attraction from from the younger girls with daddy issues. Now not all the younger girls because you can get that mixed up real fast. That one's funny. Because all of a sudden you have, you know, these attraction from these little 21, 22, 23-year-old girls. That's insane. It's very interesting. And so then you're like, this is kind of awesome because you're a dude and your ego's getting stroked, right? This is sort of, this is a new end of the wild kind of thing. not the only thing you want stroked. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels great. It's validating. It's amazing. Yep. And then you crash and burn and you go, oh, that was a bad idea because you, you hang out with them and you try to act as if you can date them real like like you know you're not going to keep up with them for one conversation conversation wise is it's pretty far and few between well and this where it also 
I've said it time and time again, it's where chemistry and compatibility come into play. Yes. But you also have to remember why they're attracted to you. And then you, as the male, have to remember not all 23-year-olds are going to think you're hot all of a sudden. This is easy to get confused. Not all girls have these same issues. <laughs> not overgeneralizing is very important. Right. Not overgeneralizing. Right. And it's a very strange experience. And so what you need to do, in my case, is learn to just walk away. Walk away. You do not engage. Well, that full chemistry is... Because chemistry is a thing. It's going to burn out quick. And chemistry can exist with a huge age gap. Yeah. Chemistry does not care. Chemistry is just basically biology. Yeah. Where you have the biological connection. Yes. And it is scientific and you and that's this electric feeling and it's your, and you can fulfill those that, that part of it. Well, like you said, it's that biological side. Yeah. So then how do you frame compatibility? Now, I hate to say this. I feel like I'm, this is the d- signification that I'm getting old. Um, but the music that the kids are listening to, <laughs> it's it's awful. That is literally like I, I, I can like if you can't agree on any music at all. Oh, that's absolutely a good basis for a good relationship. It's it's no, it's a signal. It's a signal. Yes. <laughs> of, you know, but, like you okay, have yeah, no cultural basis, zero but... cultural references that are in common. Mm-hmm. I don't know what YouTube stars do, nor do I know how they got their money. Actually, that's not sure I know how they got their money, but I don't know who's watching this. Right. That is a cultural difference in, in such in a, I don't understand how I don't I literally do not understand how their cultural world works. Right. I'm old. That is so weird. Uh-huh. I made fun of me. Yep. A lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you were inexperienced, you were younger. Mm-hmm. It was that perspective that you had. Yeah. But now dating older, dating younger. Whatever. Yeah. But just not so much younger. Not so much younger. Yeah. Right. Too far. It's too much. I would like to have been um, not driving by the time they were born. Yeah. That's how that's weird when that happens. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good one. So I've even made a conscious effort to try to date older. Mm hmm. So I was also, so there's all these different labels for who is what. So you have a female is a cougar. Like that's the first thing that anyone thinks of. I was a quick side sidebar on this. How old do you have to be to qualify to be a cougar? I'm getting into that. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Thank you, because I'm very confused about this. So I've Googled this because I've been pigeonholed. I think, I think there's a lot of animal. Now I'm going to make a prediction. I think you're too young for a cougar, personally. 40-year-olds are cougars. Really? I thought yes. cougars were like... Uh, no, so here's the hmm. distinction. This is why. So a 40-year-old who's dating someone 10 years younger. Oh, prowl. Then the they prowl. become a cougar. If you're in your 30s, it's a puma. I've never heard of that. That's like fupa. Okay, it is not like fupa. Yeah, a it's as dumb as fupa. No, it's not. The, the, that's a dumb acronym. I get it, but no. <laughs> so, but what I'm saying is... Being that puma instead, because this has been a topic of conversation with me a lot. Can you imagine? I can't imagine why. Actually, I can't, but I'm, I can see it happening. Yeah, you can't see that happening. With I'm the not always. With I'm kind of dense, so it's fine. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad you came on as a guest today. You won. <laughs> Kevin wheezed when I laughed right there. <laughs> that was a genuine laugh. I know. I got gotcha. you. You're welcome. So yeah, it's so. But 
a older man is called a trout. What the fuck? Wh- who, where- because they're swimming upstream. Somebody's way too fucking way too much damn time for in this. Way- it's even better that there's an apartment complex locally that's called Big Trout Lodge. Yeah, I'm like I, yeah, it is. Yeah, I've seen it. Check out the uh, the whistling pig. How about that was fun? Whimsical. Whimsical. Not whistling. Double different W. Same as stupid name. Whatever. I lived it's, there. They were great. It was fine apartment. <laughs> Doesn't go with my story. No, sorry. But so that's what somewhat an older male is. Is that's a, a dumb name? Trout. I didn't make it up. What trout? There's no good connotation with that. No, because it's just swimming upstream. It could be a salmon. Should have been coho. I'm just told this is what king. I have found. He's a king. King salmon. Oh, that's so bro, bro. Good job, bro, bro. Yeah, bro, bro banks. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that one for a while. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that age difference, mm-hmm. and then that's where I have affectionately come up with the term race car. Oh, and yes. I only think that this fits when it's a older female and a younger guy. Because I, I don't know that girls are race cars. So who is, is the younger guy the race car? Yeah. Okay. So what's the age difference approximately? I don't know that there is. I had just run into a situation. Situations that I was being pursued I by. I love your honesty. <laughs> number of younger guys. I didn't know if there was like a message that went out. Was there a beacon at the gym? Because they were all bodybuilders. Yeah. And it was just one of the funniest things to me because. And I bet you rode that pony just fine. No. It, hold on. And it was so bizarre to me, though. But that's where, you know, they come in. They're fun to ride. They're fun to be seen with. You do not want to garage that puppy through the winter. The, ex- the insurance is expensive, and boy, do they finish fast. It's a lot. Yeah, and there's, there's a, it's the repetitiveness of I'm trying to keep up with that race. Kids. You're trying to keep up with that race. Am I? No, I wasn't uh-huh. trying to keep up at all. So that's what was so bizarre to me. Yeah, I had great snacks here. <laughs> a good time was had by some. Yeah, a good time was had by some. So it was very interesting. I can, I can agree with that. Yeah, but that being out in the wild, I thought, you know what? Let's explore this. Oh, absolutely. And I don't see, I don't fault anybody for doing that. That, yeah. that phase is, um, you know, it can go as far as you wanted to or as, as shallow as you wanted to but, it, to. but speaking to and engaging with to see how it feels. Try it on. Right. It's, it's going It's going to the uh, the store and trying on that jacket. Well, and it's giving yourself permission. It's because... trying on the jacket that you know is uh, the leather jacket that was not made for your age whatsoever. Right. It's got the tassels and it's like way too high-waisted and it just looks completely ridiculous. But for some reason, the 21-year-old girl looks fantastic in it. You're going to try that one on anyways. That's what that is. You know it shouldn't have it, but there it is. Right. I didn't. No. But kind of did I though. get what you're saying. Because I totally did that. Yeah. Just fine. I yeah, but my jacket great. was... Mine was my midlife crisis, though. Right. My midlife crisis is doing stand-up comedy. That's brilliant. So I'm, you know, dealing with all my trauma in front of a bunch of people. You know, that's the the, the most pained, hurt comedians in the world. That's how they got through their therapy. Robin Williams. No, yeah, actually, that's true. Oh, you got a dark with it. I did. I was, it, going, I was trying to stay funny. Nope. That was <laughs> I'm too, bringing you down to the too dark real, and twisty. Too real. No. <laughs> No, but that's, I think it's a pretty healthy outlet personally. It has worked out so far. Yeah. So things are, things are happening with that. So well, I, you, you haven't had anybody like come at your show and like try and throw anything because you offended them. No, just once yet. That's it. Once. That's why I've just done the one open mic. 
Okay, well, I was, I know, hoping, the, I was hoping one incident. I was like, well, that'd incident. be fast. Well. I wasn't invited. So. I just, nobody was invited. It's crap. My friend James was it because he helped me get there to the open mic. You have your own car. I do, but I did need a, a little bit of moral support. Well, good to know where we stand. Stop it. <laughs> there will be plenty of times. I did sign up for the open mic at the comedy club. Excellent. So everybody can get off my back about that. Okay, but don't tell them what night it is. I mean, they can look it up, but don't tell them. I'm going to tell everybody. Okay. But it's Wednesday nights. So when I find out if, when I actually get on there, I'll let everybody know. Fantastic. Actually, I will be looking forward to that. Good. I was be- trying to go to your uh, your stand-up thing a while back. The, the, uh, oh, yeah, the, the more, graduation. Yeah, the graduation. The yeah, there was, I, was, I was looking forward to going to that. And then, oh, the COVID's hit. Oh, the covid I was actually going to go to something for for somebody else and show some interest in another human being. Look at in that. In a kind way. Yeah. I actually don't ever do that. That was really weird. That's a big deal. Kind Thanks. of is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose I've done that. I'm going to support a friend. I have really not made myself sound really all that appealing. <laughs> way to sell it. It's fine. I'm actually pretty sure I'm good with all of it. I know you are. I'm in a good place with it. <laughs> it's just not fun to hear out loud. We were talking no, it's about when you that hear it all earlier. out all at once. Yes. So when you actually say something out <laughs> yes. loud and then it becomes more real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can say, I love my little pony to yourself a thousand times until you tell another human being it does not feel real. And then the guilt and shame starts really hard about being a grown man who loves my little pony. There's a whole like subculture about that. Is grown that, men liking. Is that the bronies? I have no idea. Oh. I thought you would know since you I think I might up. have known that. The bronies. I think it is. Yeah. I might have heard that. I, I pretend to know a lot more than I do. It's a facade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's the tattoos and gray hair. I'm like, Bring it on, 20s. <laughs> Bring it on, 20s. Ugh, no, don't. No. Please don't. Please don't. Tried that. No, I'm just going to pull up with my realtor logo and the the snacks in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Soccer mom realtor. So brilliant, though. I'm not doing that by the, like I'm not going. I'd for love it. to. I'd love to believe you. You'd. Love- <laughs> I would love to. This highly cultivated appearance. Uh huh. Of yeah, it's so you're, you're you have a you're going directly for the the kids who grew up with fantasizing about Stifler's mom, right? Stifler's mom. Yeah, I've heard you tell me that about yourself many times. So funny. No, it it came up in my comedy class. Yeah. But it's your Stifler's like mom. Stifler's mom, Brenda. Yeah, uh, fine. Her whiskey was aged eighteen years, right? Her favorite age, her favorite vintage. <laughs> I think that was a line, something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah, that was stuck out. It was the only line of the entire movie I remember. I don't remember. I don't. I didn't care for that movie. I thought it was My stupid. Favorite aged whiskey is eighteen years. Yeah, and she sat on his lap and just it was delightful, and he looked petrified, which is a very accurate look. It's a very, a very accurate look of the <laughs> young man at that, you know, getting hit on by the cougar, but uh, whatever. I, that would I would think that would make another level. I think for me, I probably would have lost it right then and there. Yep. I, there's no, no way that I had any sexual prowess to understand what the hell was going on at right. 18. But I think she becomes then like a lioness. Oh, it's so funny, so great on the prowl. That's a uh, that's that's female power right there. That, a, I guess so. It kind of is actually. It's just do whatever you want, ladies. Good for her. Yeah. It's a fictional character. Yeah, be safe. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. So be be right safe. Fast. Take chances. Safety yeah. third. Sa- oh, safety Adam, third. You're welcome. One of my friends <laughs> says that. Yeah. Safety third for sure. Safety third. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when your kids want to have driving lessons, bring them my way. Yeah, probably not my way. But no. <laughs> no. I'm not. As I just get done talking about Stifler's mom. Well, I mean, 16, come on. I know you know better. No. What? Yeah, 15, of course 16? I'm going to know better. Yeah. What? 18. No driving lessons. No. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm driving, driving lessons. No. It's fine. They can't be closer to my kid's age than me. That has been weird. When That's... I did the mental math, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. You are older to the, closer in age to my son than, than you are to me. Yep. That's too much. Yeah. Pretty funny, though. Well, and it's something to really wrap your head around. Well, yeah. And then it's like, and have you you do the, you can kind of do the mental math of like, oh, well, they graduated in this year and I graduated in this year when it's like five years difference. And like, you can kind of have a little bit of a well, rough, reference to, of the differences. And to think like you went to school during the same time they did. Yeah. So, but now when you when you have have the age gap where um, it was kindergarten, they were, when you, you were, were senior. You, I graduated high school and they were still in diapers. Uh huh. That was my point. Like, if and, and that you're going and mentally going, oh, my experience in the year two thousand. Is significantly different than the year, their experience in the year two thousand because they don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it. They were shitting their pants still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's very true. They hadn't even been had their shots for kindergarten yet. No, there was a there was some shots. But and not, that's when you graduated know. high school. So. Yeah. No, they, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah. bit to wrap your head around. It's a lot. Don't do it. Just don't think about it. <sighs> Goes full sociopath on that. Oh well, so because. I went. I graduated in ninety seven. Okay. So, being a child of the seventies, nineteen seventy nine. Oh, geez. It sounds so much further away. It's very far away. It's forty one years away. <laughs> so my, so I was born in nineteen eighty two. Uh huh. My ex wife was seventy eight, and my other I've had two lo- real long term relationships. The other was seventy uh, seven. So, like. That has do you always like a sounded, 70s punch card? What are you trying to do here? Get, you know, each one. I, there's probably, I know there's probably a bit of 79 in there somewhere. Um, there might be a gap where I went to like the 60s for a second. That was really strange. Oh, stop. I've gone both directions. It's I'm, fine. Not, uh-huh. not discriminatory. It's just, I'm just taking a minute to process that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. Yeah, so when, you, when you think about the 60s, you know, like is a child. Born in her 60s or? No, she's born in the 60s. <laughs> Thank you. Very, high, very, very important to specify that. Because. <laughs> I'm not into the geriatric thing. Well, sixties isn't geriatric. Good fully. life insurance policy. Hopefully, jeez, I hope that didn't hurt. That's a qualifier. Care, yeah, because there's hips and whatnots, and whoo, I could get dangerous. Knees. Oh, just just don't don't no weird positions. You just have to go to the orthopedic center over here, pick up chicks. Yeah, I bet they got a, got a line out the door, mm-hmm. hunched over. Yep, or in wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah, Oof, easy kid. Easy, uh, yeah, I think we're going down a weird rabbit that hole got right weird, here. Yeah. So. No, I'm good at that. Did we need to go back to something else? Where are we? Hmm. <laughs> it's it is funny though having a different having age gap because you also have different life phases. Sure. Like you know, here I am with three kids at forty, and my kids aren't in high school yet. Yeah. And there's people that are the same age, and their kids are getting ready to have babies. Yeah. And that's interesting. Is and when you start realizing at our age, we have friends that are now becoming grandparents. Yeah. Or if I've dated someone who's mm-hmm. ten years older and they have a grandchild the same age as my kids. Yes. Yeah. That becomes interesting. You know, because as as we're older daters, yeah. Um, we you know everybody has a life experience under their belt. Right. And that comes with kids, and that comes with you know everything you know, and just and the only difference is that the the timelines get kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've not encountered too much of the, you know, some like their grandchild being like my age Thanks. of my son. But sorry, what, what, what did I stumble? <laughs> I probably said something terrible. No, because and it was my daughter at least. So <laughs> yeah, she's five. But, but nonetheless, it was it, I've never. Yeah, that's a I don't want to be an automatic grandma. No, For I'm a not, while there. I didn't even want to date anybody who had kids. I don't even like being called daddy. There are so many things I want to say. Right I know there. that was pretty good or not. Actually, well, it was good. I think it was good. So <laughs> I'll let that thing. Like a dangling participle. What is that? Participle. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> it totally threw me off. That is fantastic. But so I only wanted to date people that didn't have kids. I kind of went through that too. Right? Well, I sought that out. It's easy. It's clean. They don't have an ex. But they don't have a lot of empathy for a parent. They don't. And it becomes really, it's really frustrating because they're like, why you don't want to hang out with me? Right. And you're going, well, I, I have a child and I have a full-time job and I have responsibilities and I will absolutely make time for you. And I, I promise that I will, but I I don't know exactly what that is right now. Well, they go low on the priorities. Well, they, lower than they think. Yeah, and they're as high as they could possibly be. Yeah, at that point, and absolutely. that's still below. All and these it other can things. work. It can absolutely work. If it just doesn't have a, a high probability. Yeah, there has to be a patience in, in in their part, and if they can't show that patience, because as parents of kids and and being single, when you have your kid, you have your kid. Mm-hmm. That's just that. There's no way around it. And people who don't have kids have somehow thought that it's a much more flexible with your time. And especially with my son, if I don't like you, you meet him pretty quick because there's nothing invested there. Mm-hmm. I don't have no investment in this person. That's a friend that we went and had, went to the park with. I don't care. That's, right. I'm not building memories for my child to be bonding with this person. Right. If I like you, you will not meet my child for a long time. Well, yeah, because they have to be fully qualified. You yeah. have to get through that first ninety days. They get through the vetted, you know, the vetting process. Right, of, but it's ninety yeah. days for you to show your actual personality. Mm-hmm. And those people who show the patience too, that you know, that hey, I can't go out this Friday night. I can't go out this Saturday night or whatever. Um, and plus, I work nights, so that doesn't help either. But that can show that patience. You know that they're worth sticking around. Uh, you know, like going down the next kind of level of you know potential. Yeah, for, you did work nights. Well, I will be working nights again, but oh, you know. whatever. I'm oh. temporarily nine to five. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know what daywalkers do with their time. It's just strange. Yeah, and I don't really, I don't have a schedule being real real estate agent anyway. But but you have a work ethic, so that works. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, and thank you. You're welcome. See, I do say nice things to her. <laughs> this is the best part about this entire thing is I'm actually very kind to her, but I've been nothing but kind of cutting and a little bit <laughs> rude this entire time. Oh, I haven't felt like that at all. I think it's been funny. It's well, and that's what we're going for. It took a long time for me to apologize, though. Oh, I'm very offended. Yes, there we go. And, but yeah, it's hard for me to let anybody meet my kids. They need yeah. to be that vetted process. Mm-hmm. They've only met one person that I've dated, and that's proper because and you don't want that revolving door of your kids seeing you. You're creating an example for one mm-hmm. um, that it's okay to more have more is caught than taught. Sorry. More is caught than taught, so yes. the child catches more than what you tell them. Correct, and they will not always put into correct context what you tell them either. Um, you right. know, kids are going to take things however they take them. Um, you know, so if they see this kind of revolving more of guys or girls or whatever, um, they it's just a bad influence, and it's and, and they and their emotional attachments become uh, uh, it starts to mess with their emotional attachments as they grow older because they see that it's you know they right. can't trust that somebody's always going to be there. Yeah, well, and so they've met. One my one boyfriend um, of any substance. Uh, we had been dating for six months. That's a good amount of time. Yeah, that's, so a, that's the requisite amount of time. Yeah, and I mean that's what seemed like what was right for us mm-hmm. and whatever. And I mean, and now that's been over two years since 
I was with him. And so my daughter came up to me the other day and she's like, mom, we need a new dad here. <laughs> and I thought, what? Like at first I thought, are you talking about replacing your dad? Because that's not ever happening. Yeah, that'd be, that's kind of funny. That's a, that's a big coup. Yeah, like not, I mean, yeah, I thought, whoa. <laughs> I mean, kids yes, are, children are rising up. Yeah, he's my ex, he's but he's overthrow. not, he's always oh. stuck with you, sis. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, he needs to be tall and he needs to be funny like Jim from The Office. That's very cute. But they always tell me that I'm funny like Jim and I need to find a Pam. <laughs> That is also hilarious. <laughs> I'm like Jim and Pam together, and I need to find my equal Jim and Pam. Wow. But you are – I just love that the, the gender roles are just not it's even as like – It's very accurate, though. It is, though. But wow, that's that's a, that's a very uh, insightful um, – because, you know, I think it would just naturally gravitate towards you being Pam, but apparently not. Great. Well – And there's like mom's kind of a dude. Mom's super she, funny. She scratches and burps and farts and – Yeah. I don't think it's true. I, I see know. it all. I haven't seen it. I only fart roses. Well, yeah. Rose petals, rose perfume. It's un- unicorn something. Yep. Rainbows. Rainbows and glitters and cupcakes. Oh, yes. Hug time. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fart. But yeah, so she's asked that, uh, yeah. you know, we get a new dad here. <laughs> That's so funny. I, 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 <laughs> did she give any particular reasoning? Just other, um, did she give a description, but I not a reason? I gave a description and didn't necessarily give reasoning. They have brought this conversation up a few times when we went down to see uh, to a, a waterfall here locally. It was like a two-hour drive there. Palouse Falls? Yeah, to Palouse yeah, Falls. Yeah. And, you know, they were talking about how it would be nice if their new dad could be driving. <laughs> I don't know. He's already in existence in their This hypothetical, how they've they really created this new dad for themselves. Well, and they're used to having this, you know, now stepmom yeah. with their dad. They really don't know much different than that. Sure. Yeah, because it's been a good amount of time that they've been together, correct? Yeah. So that is an established full relationship. And they absolutely. Think, okay, yeah, they've been they together don't for three them. years now. Yeah, they probably, they remember, but they don't, they don't necessarily, that's they're, not normal. Right. So they have this family unit, this mm-hmm. traditional family nucleus at their dad's house. Over here, it's like a damn frat house. I, yeah. Just, I've said that a thousand times about my kids anyway. We're like a mobile frat party. Yeah. But I mean, they're the ringleaders though. Well, yeah. But that's the best part. This, the but, coworkers. But they're trying to tame. They, they, they have said, we have had enough. We need a slower role. Our partying has been too much at this rat house. <laughs> we need dad to come in and take over because we need a responsible adult in charge of this ship. I know. They should just write my Tinder profile. I think that's what they just said. They did. That's wow. That's really insightful. Is it? Well, on my turn, my side. <laughs> you just think it's funny. I just, I just fabricated all of that because it was way funnier for my entertainment. Oh, it's so good though. But yeah. but yeah. I think, no, I think that is really fascinating though, that like the kids will do that. I mean, because I, I've noticed in the years of being divorced, um, my son, he, I can always tell a tinge that he always wishes that him and that his mom and I were still together. Oh yeah. And it's, he's 12 and he, and we haven't been together since he was two. Oh wow. He has no recollection of us being together and he still has that feeling that I can tell is there. Well, there's a, a want for that, uh, what they feel like is this natural connection, this yeah. blueprint that's given to them in school and whatever. But I think there's, you know, there's a love of a mother and there's a love of a father and they are different and, and getting both of them is important. And it's, you know, co-parenting does as best as it can with that. Right. And so I think that that's, there's a craving of that, you know, for the different kinds of love. I mean, love is not something that is one thing. Right. You know, it's like other languages have like 35 ways to describe like a love of a sister love of a brother love of you know everything else we have one word yeah and we use a catch-all and it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to everybody well you can love tacos too absolutely 
I mean, I, I love all kinds of stupid inanimate things. Would I do? Do I love them as much as my son? Why is it the same word? Right. You know, so kids have that love of a father and the love of a mother and the love of all these things that they want and they crave. Well, and they've had the conversation with me that they want me to be with their dad with and his stepmom. Or and oh, stepmom. Like, oh, they got, they've got a menage a trois going for you and everything. I don't even know that. Like, I'm a sister wife now, apparently, to them. Well, you can just have the satellite house, and then, like, you can do right, Tuesdays like, and Thursdays. I have the mother-in-law suite. Yeah, Tuesdays and, thir- and then Tuesdays and Thursdays at the main house. Or I'm Alice on the Brady Bunch. I really have no idea. Oh, that's scary. That might be a good gig. Might be a good gig. Oh, those blue dresses came in the, in quantity. Oh, so funny. I just want the apron. Yeah. Oh, there was um, there was the white. It was a blue dress, and white apron. Yep, I know. I watched way too much Brady. Bunch I made up. it say it that way, like I didn't already have one. Well, that's true. I, I haven't seen it, but I can imagine that's like a part of your like repertoire of like bedroom. Uh, it's part of the cougar outfits. package. Yeah, it's given to you when you turn forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a SWAT team swoops in. It's like when you get the AARP. Um, yeah. like when you turn whatever is it fifty five? I I don't know, but I will find out sooner than you. True, about three years. Woo. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, the, just the mail comes. They know your birthday and just shows up and you're like, fuck, I am old. Right. And they, they no denying it. So when you, you turn 40, the cougar package shows up. <laughs> it shows up. It's like a war. It's a mobile wardrobe and, and it shows up onto it's your. It's a manicure. It's a pedicure. It's a. But it's a, a manicure and a pedicure. They're a little a too blingy. There's bedazzling. No, not for this cougar. Well, you know, you didn't cougar right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. You, you did the right <laughs> way. You didn't do the. Yeah. <laughs> The, the difference is uh, um, you didn't look it. You did it. They looked it. No experience. Something. Yeah, you bedazzle your fingers. I am running. Yeah, it's like, it's Run. it's not me. It's weird. So, and we also talked about how I didn't have a very, like, bold presentation of myself. Because I was talking about taking pictures with, uh, or some, no, I was talking about my leopard shoes. And yes. my pleather pants. Yes. And that really caught you off guard. It did. It carries a very different image of you. Yeah. And I don't portray myself that way. No, you don't. But the thing about you that is so fascinating to me is that you will, you portray very soft in, you know, in your appearance and like a, not like, not, not that you're not going to steamroll anybody in your appearance, but <laughs> I like how you qualified that in my appearance, but you're, but verbally and mentally you will eviscerate them. Uh-huh. And it's a it's it's a it's a it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> it really is. So your appearance. So when you when you when you dress the part, uh-huh. it's a little alarming. I'm a man eater. You could say that. Watch out here. I she was. Comes. I really wanted to disagree with that, <laughs> but I'm I'm hearing it and it's it fits. Oh, stop it! it really? I, no. You mean it? No, I mean you could. I, I don't could. think I don't think that you are. I'm still, I'm sitting on your couch right now in proof that that's not true because yeah. you had every opportunity to eat me up. <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm capable. Absolutely. Chew them up, spit them out. Mm-hmm. You show a lot of restraint. Good for you. You know, I do what I can. <laughs> for mankind. It's a public service. See, that's like how I feel about kindness. Sometimes, for you. Fun, sometimes being kind means so just not doing. Me being just, <laughs> aggressive. So, no, so sometimes being kind is just me not talking to somebody i know that's i'm giving the gift of not me yeah that's a good gift sometimes my gift is not too much me exactly not to cut me down you're welcome i appreciate that i will pump the brakes if i ever feel like there's a boundary issue oh yeah yeah i heard that one too yep yep wasn't super bad no it was a dress but it got yeah but i don't 
completely verbally decapitate. You could. You almost did. I saw, I saw that, that verbal sword coming out, like about to chop my head off, and ooh. I think well, I backpedaled pretty hard on that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, because like, whoa, that's not how I want to present there. That's great. And look at, here we are. Here yeah. we are now. That's always, uh, yeah. Adult relationships with friends is, uh, is being single is very strange. Many peaks and valleys, but that's what makes a friendship. But what's funny is I've, I've met so many interesting friendships in like being single mm-hmm. um, that I never would have had the opportunity. And so like right. I, I, it's kind of a weird offshoot here just about enjoying being single the goal is not necessarily to find a person immediately mm-hmm. that's not what fixes you no and that's not what's well, not what's completing you it's how it's making you whole um it's you know it's not two circles making one circle it's you know, it's it's a, it's a venn diagram and a little tiny sliver in the middle that's your love that's that's the existence that's what it should be okay you know, because if you, you know, you try to fulfill each other so much, you know, it's the, in the Venn diagram, that little sliver is where your overlap is. That's where your love is, where your trust, where your commitment, um, all those things that make a relationship work, but you still have most of yourself outside of that. Yeah. That's the goal for me. That's awesome. But I'm not there. So I'm single. <laughs> You're not there. I'm not. Well, and I think it's taking that time to be single. Mm-hmm. Uh, and find out what that actually means to you. Yeah. And that's why I had talked about putting together my list of like what my goal was. I mean, I had literally had somebody talk to me about my what my deal breakers were or what deal breakers even were at all, what the definition was. I think I remember you talking about that earlier in, um, in the show, not today, but yeah, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Um, about what your deal breakers are, having not even acknowledged that they exist. Yeah, but I think it's like having blind spots and you don't know because they are you're blind to them. Yeah, it's amazing. It's that just was what I wanted you to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your blind spots. I mean, it's it's people who will, uh, can get into a situation where they um, they have the best of intentions. They see a person that they maybe want to be in a relationship with, but they don't. They think that everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. But in their blind spot is they haven't fully healed from their past relationship, and they plow forward, not realizing that there was this situation in their last relationship where their partner didn't do the dishes well. Right, and that's for what, instance. Yeah, for instance. And they, and they fixated on that one thing. And they got so mad about the fact that their partner didn't do the dishes the way they liked. Uh, that became the major bone of contention. Well, of course, in a relationship, it's always way deeper seated. But that was, that was the, the uh, straw that broke the camel's back for them. Right. So they move on and they're single and they think they're good to go, but they still are in their blind spot not seeing that they haven't fully healed. They're out looking for a new partner, and their primary goal is to find a partner who does the dishes. Well, they think that that's the missing link. That's the key to a happy relationship. Because that was the major bone of contention in the last relationship. Right. So what they'll do is they'll find somebody who does the dishes beautifully. You know, if it's if they want it like super fast, or if they wanted it done, you know, cleaner, or whatever the complaint was, they do that. They fulfill it to a T for them. But they have completely ignored that that person is also a total psycho. That, right. that person fulfills no other quality in their life but other than to do the dishes well. And that's the biggest blind spot of all. Right. I get that. My thought with having a list of what you're wanting, because you kind of have to, you know, there's a process of elimination as well. Because I had initially wanted somebody who didn't have kids because I didn't want to deal with an ex. I didn't want to be a bad step parent. I was worried about that. I was worried that I was only going to love my kids. Well, realizing how much love you have to give 
yes, I do realize I already have three. So any more sounds like... Your own gaggle and you're going to have your Brady Bunch here going pretty soon. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I could do Brady Bunch real quick, <laughs> but I'm actually okay with that. Now coming up with a list, I do want someone who is loving and caring towards their children and active because I have so much love to give. Yeah. And that's something that's really important to identify. Yeah. And that's funny that, you know, that that's something we have to identify. Um, yeah. But that is something that's important to, to know. And that's your list of things. It's part of your, your uh, you know, your checklist. It is my checklist. And I've tried to not make it fully extensive. No, you can't pigeonhole it either because if you have a checklist that's 30,000 items long, <laughs> 17 you're pages. never going to find a person who fulfills that. No. And you have to stay flexible and everything with that. But yeah, having a checklist of uh, some key items, your mm-hmm. deal breakers. And I think that is important to really sit with that for a while. I mean, here I am almost single four years and I finally made my list like two months ago. But is four years a long time or is it a short time? See, this is something that we have a very interesting concept mm-hmm. about is I'm about two and a half, three years roughly. And uh, from a, a last relationship, I was divorced 11 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I still feel like it's a little bit premature sometimes that I have not had enough time and that some people would say six months is more than enough time. Right. But I don't know that it's about it's quality versus quantity. Like you need that quality healing, not a certain necessarily uh, amount of time. I think it's a really nice way of saying I need to make the same mistake 17 times before I learn my lesson, which is that's you. That's kind of that's kind of what I operate on. But but it's true, though, is that I need that quality time of healing and I need that that time to um, genuinely take the time to know who I am and what I want. And yes, and not aspirationally, because if I aspirationally want to know who I am, I'm not going to be real accurate. Right. And knowing who you are and knowing what you actually want. It's all the warts. It's all the warts. Yeah. Acknowledging your warts genuinely. (laughs) Yep. Acknowledging your own warts. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's not something we want to do. It's not a, I mean, literally, it's not a pretty thing. That's why they're called warts. If you have warts, they're beautiful. They're amazing on you. They're the best warts ever. I, you're not going to sell that very well, but I don't care. You sell houses like a like a mother, but I am a mother. Not a word, I know, but you sell them really well. I sell them like a myself. I don't know what that euphemism really means to you now. My mom sold real estate too, so that's so, helpful. Multi generational. Yep. Mothers. Mothers. Ugh. That's why I like using the mom jokes too. No, moms are just like. No. Well, I just say them to my children. Like um, they'll make fun of whatever, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Your mom. Your mama. Yeah, I don't say your mama when See, it's me. I made a yo, yo mama joke to my son, which is my ex-wife, and I realized very quickly how how delicately I had to tread. Yeah. Very delicately. Yeah, you do. Because I refuse to speak ill, and and especially he's at 12 years old, he's fully cognizant, and he, he will get upset Yeah. if I'm talking bad about mama. I don't blame him. He's a good kid. He's, he's a really sweet kid. But yeah, that was a funny moment. I was like... And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, mama. And I was like, oh, wait. And I think I said sucks toe jam. Because it's just like. <laughs> your mama sucks toe jam? Yeah, because it's like. The, Whoa, you know what? I know. really need to dial it back. Yeah. The le- it was, but it was, you know, we were playing basketball and we were learning the art of trash talk. <laughs> this is what I do with my life. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, and he, he learned how to take trash talk too far. And that's when dad ratcheted up his game and dunked on him. Is this your humble brag? Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a ten foot hoop, so I can. 
That was the kitty one. Yeah, it was, it was an eight-footer. I think we need to bring back, or not even bring back, create your dad jokes. Not, your dad? Not dad jokes. Your dad jokes. Your dad jokes. Your daddy. Like, whatever. Nope. That's why, nope. See, that's why they attracted me because I keep bringing it up. Your daddy. Daddy. That Don't do it like that daddy. either. You're saying it weird. It's always weird. Like your face and everything. It, wow. Ah. <laughs> Everybody's lucky they can't see you right now. <laughs> that can be arranged. Your daddy. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clearly this has been vetoed. Mm-hmm. Whatever your dad. Yeah, it's not going to be good if I say it. Yeah, it's just because it's because they will take it personally. It's funny because to me, I can take it personally. No, I'm thinking of different situations that here's another one. If I have dated someone older or I'm getting to know someone older, I ask if they have kids, how old they are. And then they say 46. and You're like, oh, crap. That's older than me. That their kids are older than me. Stop it. That's not how I know. I'm kidding. It's a lot funnier my way. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It is funnier your way. Well, I mean, it's because it's ridiculous. It always is. It, it is so insane out there in the first place. So trying to even get a grasp on the landscape is not fun because you don't even know where you're at yourself. No. And if you can make it a little bit more fun in the meanwhile, Big Bang is ridiculous as possible about the scenarios. Um, it's a lot more entertaining. But what did you say? Big Bang? Big Bang? <laughs> what? I might have. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think taking it not so seriously like being in the moment is yes. very important. That's super key. Uh, just not focusing on the big picture. What are you going to do the next you know, 30 years of your life right now? Right. That's so, not something that is important. Yeah. But then again, going back to what makes an ex, someone who you've actually dated and have that verbal contract with. Yes. And there then, has the, the verbal contract that, that we've had the, the two hangouts and an overnight, the fete de slum. <laughs> uh, you had those. That's the requisite. Well, but you've had that, at least had the talk. Yeah, it had to have been agreed upon. Had to be agreed upon. Um, but yeah, because I don't want somebody to say, oh, that was my ex-girlfriend when, I'm like, uh, was I? Okay. I, I didn't preach it earlier, but that happened to me once and I, and, they, and I heard it out loud saying, my ex-boyfriend's in the bar, and she was the bartender. And I, I thought that was very strange. You're like, oh. I was I, like, I didn't remember us dating. I don't, that was a promotion I did not take. Yeah, exactly. Demotion, promotion, depending on the situation. Oh, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Oh, my Bullet goodness. dodged. Right. Which is good that it wasn't. Good segue to a blind spot. Yeah. Oh, blind spots. We could do a whole series on blind spots alone. We could. We'll, we'll come back with that one for sure. But that's something to always keep in mind, too. So I wanted to make sure we circled back to that one. But I don't even know how, how we... It's a blind spot. It's a blind spot. <laughs> we need spotters. <laughs> I know. But that's, I think, why you have friends. That's actually very true. But... If they're actually going to say something, because <laughs> friends want to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Such nice people. Such nice people. But to find have... the not nice friends too. Also, but yeah, sometimes <laughs> I like to get popcorn and have a front row seat. Heck yeah! <laughs> and I'll wait just to the right moment, then I'll say something. Like, oh, I knew it. Wait for my entertainment to be fulfilled, and then go. Oh, please don't do that. That's your blind spot. I know. Look but... at that dumpster fire coming your way. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, we're not so, that mean. We aren't. Yeah, but Maybe. hey. Thank you for being here with me today. Yeah, I had a great time. It was really fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. I think you said it was delightful. It was fucking delightful. Yeah. yeah. It's like you mean it. I actually did mean it this time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All other times were negated. Well, I think I mean it most of the time, but I, I can't say for sure. I don't know. 
non-committal mm-hmm. yes yeah, anyway really easy that way. all right well yeah we're gonna wrap it up so <laughs> on that note <laughs> so you can find us on instagram at wttw pod and on facebook at welcome to the wild podcast and feel free to send a message even if you have any questions and would love to see your reviews on itunes for the apple podcast so thank you so much and thank you justin for being here thank you very much and it's all about five stars everything five stars five stars except for the one time i accidentally put a one star she's the one star (gasps) i'm the one star i can't figure out how to get rid of it so dumb i oh my god we have to get a lot of five stars so it (laughs) negates the one star help please help So thank you so much. And you guys have a wonderful day, night, whenever you listen to this. Thanks so much.